It appears California is getting a break from weeks of relentless severe weather. Right now, Steve Futterman, CBS News correspondent, and one of a fave on It Takes Two with Amy and JJ is back with us. And Steve, unfortunately, I hate to call you under these circumstances. You're a California guy. Um, Give us a little bit of an update for those of us sitting in Fargo, North Dakota, you know, We think all of this snow is kind of a drag, but what California has seen and the devastation has just been unthinkable, Steve. It really has. And it's been deadly. I think at least 19 deaths are connected to the series of storms we had. Uh, They were called atmospheric rivers. What that means is the storm basically hovers over hovers over a particular area it's very slow moving and it drops enormous amounts of rain into a particular area northern california was hit much harder than southern california but southern california did have plenty of damage as well they estimate around 500 significant mudslides took place uh it just really caused havoc if you live near rivers, streams, creeks, you were often forced to evacuate your homes. The danger isn't over, even though the storms are are long gone right now. Uh, the, the mountains, the, the hillsides are still so saturated, there is still a concern that you could have more dangerous mudslides. And of course, the cleanup activities continue. You have still rivers of slow-moving mud in certain areas, so homes that were partially damaged could be even more damaged as the mud flow continues to go through. Uh, Just a a very, very difficult situation. I mean, we've had storms like this before to some degree, but not to this level, storm after storm after storm. And, you know, you talk to certain scientists, they say this is part of global warming, some of the effects, the impacts of global warming. We We will learn this soon enough, probably in the next five to 10 years, but it is possible under certain theories that this is going to be something that may not happen every year, but will happen from time to time. So tell us, for those of us in the Midwest who are completely unfamiliar with mudslides, can you give us a little bit of a description as to what happens? You know, you said there's still a potential of danger for mudslides even after these rains are gone, I assume, because everything's still saturated, right? Exactly. Exactly. The mountains are just full. They're very fragile right now. And I've covered situations before where the, the, the rains have gone for several days and suddenly the mountainside collapses. The problem is people in California, people in any area, they want to live in scenic areas. They want to live near nature. Near nature is in the mountainsides. You live in areas that are vulnerable to nature, to fire, to floods, whatever. And uh, when the mountainsides come down, there are homes in the way. Uh, There are homes in the path of the mud flow. We saw this a number of years ago. If you may recall, in Montecito, which is still an area that is a bit under uh, concern right now, that is near Santa Barbara, north of L.A. In 2018, they had a massive mudslide that killed 23 people. And there's not much time to move. It suddenly collapses. It comes down. Uh, it's in a matter of minutes that the entire mud flow can engulf an entire area, a series of homes. That's what we had in 2018. Fortunately, that's not what we, we've had this time. And they've, they've tried to make some adjustments. They've set up some what they call debris basins in these vulnerable areas. So any mud flow would go to a certain area and not aim towards the home. So they, they have adjusted. They have made some changes 
in these areas where you've had these tragic mud flows in the past. But, you know, if there's a mud flow in area A in 2018, it could be in area B in 2023 that isn't protected. So it's so unpredictable. Yeah. You know, is there, I mean, then that makes it almost impossible for people to know what oh, yeah. to do. Um, this is a great question. Someone just asked um, if you know whether or not this does anything to help Lake Mead. Do Does this rain in California? I mean, I guess maybe someone trying to look for a positive note to these stories. Oh, no, there there is some positive stuff here. I mean, we'll, we'll have some fun with it right off the bat. Recreationally, if you're a skier, it's going to be a wonderful few months in the mountains. But let's talk about California's drought. The best line I heard from a meteorologist before the drought was, yes, California is in a drought. Yes, it needs water, but not all at the same time. It doesn't need all the water at once. Having said that, though, uh, yes, you have many dams and reservoirs, which have been very low, very, very well below normal, which have now suddenly filled up. They're near capacity. The snow, I mean, obviously the snow in the mountains, that's where we get a great deal of the runoff for our drinking water. So that will help California a great deal. It doesn't end the drought because you talk to the experts in droughts. Droughts end after you have a number of years of normal rain. So this is one year of normal rain, uh, obviously above normal rain. If we have several years like this, a couple years, three years, then they will say the drought is over. But for the moment, uh, the drought isn't over. It has been greatly uh, reduced as far as its intensity and magnitude. Yes, that's true. But uh, again, before the drought is officially declared over, you need more rain than just a short period of time like this. It's sort of like when you, uh, you know, the economists say, when is it a recession? When is it a, a bear market, a, a, a bull market? Mm-hmm. There are certain uh, certain levels that you have to reach. And I think some of it is sort of a, 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 a game a game of words, but the moment the drought is still in effect in California, uh, there are still measures that still need to be taken. But as far as reservoirs, dams, great news there, because they are now, in some cases, capacity, uh, and uh, they've actually had to run off in a, a couple of places. They've had situations where they've had too much water in, and they've had to run some of the reservoir water away in some uh, 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 runoffs down some streams to uh, to make sure it doesn't overflow. So in that sense, yes, there is some some good that comes out of this. How long has the has there been a drought in California? You know, JJ and I were uh, talking about this before we called you, and I said it feels like it's been a decade. I don't know if it's been a decade. The answer is I don't know. I okay. think it's been a number of years. I yeah. think it's been five or six years. And again, uh, you can have drought conditions. When does it become an official drought? Just like when does it sure. become an official bull or bear market? Sure. I don't know the answer to that, but I think it's been a number of years. I would guess around five years. Steve, you know, there's something that we do share, which is we know the devastating cleanup after yes. uh, events like this. Uh, you know, We see it in our Red River Valley up here. Uh, what's the talk about cleanup? Because I know cleaning up after a mudslide on like a highway can take weeks. Yeah. And there have been some highways that have been shut down. I mean, they are used to it on the highways, like on Highway 101. I know for a while that was shut down. That's right along the coast. Great drive if you've never taken it. Uh, but uh, when you have these mudslides in the residential areas, 
that's when it becomes much more difficult. There are people who have homes which have had mud, mud go into the homes. To get the mud out of the homes is very, very difficult, a very, very slow process. And, you know, the, the mud flows continue inch by inch for a while because, again, you do have some some water still running off of the hillsides, sort of a, a creeping flow of water. So that that's where it's much more difficult. So that part for homeowners who have mud in their homes, mud on the streets, that's where it's going to be much more difficult than the highways where they can come in with massive amounts of equipment and just move it and open up the highways. So skies largely clear now, but yeah. can is there anything else in the forecast? For the moment, no. We had, I think it was like 11 major storms in 18 days. I mean, oh it was gosh. just remarkable. And you could see it in the forecast. You could, you know, look at the satellite pictures. There was a storm here. And then you look a bit uh, across further into the Pacific, another storm there. You could see them forming. And we knew they were coming day after day. Obviously, not, nothing you can do about it. But right now, the forecast looks very good. We'll see how long it lasts. But uh, again, this is something we're seeing severe weather. I think that's the generic term we talk about in many parts of the country. There are parts of the country which are normally hot, which are now cold, many places which are normally cold, which are now hot. But if you talk to most of the scientists, I know it's a controversial issue, but if you talk to most of the experts, the meteorologists, we are having a change in our weather worldwide to some degree. And this is why we're seeing more severe cases of storms, of tornadoes. Uh, you hear so often people will say, and fires, by the way, are a result of this, too. You hear the firefighters every year say, uh, and these are guys who've been there 20 years, I've never seen fires like this. I've never seen people say storms like this. Well, we're seeing a change in the climate, and that's causing some of this. Mm. Wow. Well, thank you so much for the update, Steve Futterman, CBS News correspondent in California. I, um, what a what a devastating story to cover for your state. Uh, but we appreciate your perspective and, and telling us your story here in Fargo, North Dakota. Thanks for joining us, Steve. Great to talk to you guys. Anytime. Guess, take care. I, okay, I guess one more question. Do you still have yes. your Christmas tree up or did you take <laughs> it down? <laughs> no, no. Is it up still? <laughs> No, 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 no. Oh, okay. uh, what are you? Is that a poll you're doing today? It yeah. has to be down by February, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're thinking, right? It has to right. be down by February 1st. You're allowed to keep it up till February 1st. That's my rule. You can take it down earlier. I always like the people who take it down, like on January, on, on December 27th, you see people taking down their, why so quickly? Yeah, I so, did. I don't know. Yeah. I was just I was just done with it this year. <laughs> but no, then, you have to keep I, it up through the new year. I, I always say like like January tenth. That's it. Okay. Keep it up for a week. That's nice. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. JJ just took his down. So I was just we're just randomly polling people because I've noticed I have a handful of friends who all still have their Christmas tree up. You're allowed I, to keep it up till okay. February first. That's my rule. If, there if you go. Okay, we're, we're taking s- that to the bank. We are. Thanks, Steve. Okay. <laughs> Didn't say you have to, you can. Bye-bye. Okay. <laughs> Deal. This is It Takes Two. Amy Eiler, JJ Gordon here on the Mighty 790 KFGO.